we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. Come receive right, everybody. Welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And uh, really excited today. I'm excited. Like, one of my favorite couples in the whole world uh, is... Uh, the Alexanders. And and I, so my guest today is Jeremy Alexander. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll roll from there. Uh, Jeremy Alexander here, uh, longtime Columbus resident, huge fan of Aaron Conrad and everything that's happening in the unscripted space. And uh, uh, by day, I work for iHeartMedia, so, uh, media planning, selling, everything in the exciting world of audio. And uh by by night, try to be a good husband and uh, raise raise a couple of kids. <laughs> <laughs> for for real. So I want to start right there. First of all, if anybody's watching on video, you got to look over over Jeremy's. I don't know, right or left shoulder. I'm not sure. My right from my left, but the unscripted hat, man, on the on the on the bookshelf. That that means a lot. Like that. That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's there on every call. I'm on about a dozen calls uh, a day, and it, it's that. And I got a. Uh, St. Jude right over here. So that's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's the perfect mix. But <laughs> so I have to mention you and I met uh, years ago. I don't even, I don't know. Five, let's just say five years ago. Uh, and then, you know, the more I got to know you got to know your wife and, and, and I've always been amazed. Uh, I think one of the hardest spaces to work in. And so let's just start here. Um, one of the hardest spaces to work in is advertising, let alone radio, which you're in. And what's incredible is your, your wife, is in uh is is still with lamar is that right uh, are we allowed to say that are we allowed to say the yeah, name I, of the company? I, I i haven't been given any uh definitive uh direct you know, direction on that being no flag zone i think good. she's in the billboard she's in the billboard advertising i already said the company's name but either way oh just two incredible people uh in a very tough working in very tough markets that went through pandemic and everything else. So um, I've always admired that about you both because you're both very, very good at what you do. I've always just admired you both, as you know. Um, but you're both very good at what you do, but it's a tough thing, right? Like like advertising in any market is tough, but you're you're in two of the tougher markets. Would you agree? No, I. you know what? Columbus is, I think it's a huge advantage. Um, you know, and I say that because there's so much growth. You know, there's so much, it is a positive economy. You know, you think, you know, we both grew up, Chris and I are both from Northeast Ohio, you know, me coming from the Canton Akron area, her from, you know, Cleveland area. And, you know, I think about our, you know, would I rather be in Columbus than Cleveland? No brainer. I'd rather be in Columbus. You know, we used to live in Cincinnati. Our, our daughter goes to school in Cincinnati. It's a beautiful city. Love it. Just like I love Cleveland. Still rather be here. You know, you think about not just, the growth of what's happening in the city, all these, you know, it's become sort of like, you know, this, this hotspot for VCs and you've got startups in tech and you've got, you know, these, you know, just drive down the highway and see cover my meds and, you know, all the things that are going on lower, um, you know, all these organizations that are rooted here that are just, you know, taking off. And in our business, that's, that's where you want to be. 
I mean, look at the Intel investment that's coming and that kind of growth. I mean, this, to me, Columbus is a great place because you get those advantages that I mentioned, but you still get, you know, the charm and the benefits of not being in a city to scale and size of, say, a, a Chicago or a, you know, Detroit or, the, you know, even on the grander side, you know, New York or L.A. So right. to me, it's it's an advantage. Now, you know, if we were sitting out and, you know, I was working in San Francisco and getting to work with all the companies in Palo Alto, you know, there's yeah, there's a cost way. weight benefit, you know, because it's <laughs> a unbelievably expensive to live there. So. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you, you all do a great job, and uh, I'll say one more thing about your wife. She said the funniest line I've ever heard in my life. I think it was a Monday, and you already know what I'm going to say because you're laughing. Um, but um, we had a meeting, and I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday, and she had just come back from a conference, and <laughs> she flat out told us as we were talking, um, she said, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm on the struggle bus today. And I don't know if I've ever, one, laughed harder, and two, heard the word struggle bus before. And I have, um, I don't know if that's her phrase and I owe her some royalties, but um, it's probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. And and I think it was the delivery was just as funny as the phrase. But um, anyway, so Chris is wonderful. Uh, she, she coined the phrase, in my, in my mind, she coined the phrase struggle bus. And so I've used it um, religiously since that day. <laughs> she's, she's, uh, there, she is one of the, naturally funniest people I've, I've ever encountered. Very One funny. of the things I love about her. And right, right. Beyond well, that, so you guys are you guys are the perfect mix. Seriously, you're you're you're, you're the wonderful mix. And I, I do. I, I you know I adore you guys as a couple. So, all right. So, let's talk iHeart a little bit. Um, you know, I think so. When and you you probably know this better than anybody. When did all this start with the iHeart kind of conglomeration of all stations kind of coming under one? When that's that transition's been happening for a while, but you know iHeart is radio, right? But it's not just radio stations now; they do podcasts. Uh, the platform that anyone listening to this uh, that I host my my podcasts on is also part of iHeart. So. Can you just talk about iHeart in general? And then I really want to get into your story, but I want to talk business first. So, yeah. you know, no, for anybody no, listening, because I want, and I want you to have the platform to be able to tell people uh, some of the things that you and I've done together. There's some great opportunities uh, for companies, large and small, to do some things. And I'm, I'm putting a lot on your plate at one time, but uh, let's just well, talk iHeart. You, you tell your story. I'll get out of the way. When I started, I've been there. This is uh, year nine for me. And when I started, it was, you know, still Clear Channel uh, Media and Entertainment. And right. the company had grown and expanded, you know, exponentially. Like you mentioned, 850 plus radio stations across the country. Um, a few years into my time with the company, you know, we had this iHeartRadio app that had exploded in popularity. And so many people sort of identified us with that in the iHeartRadio Music Festival and all, you know, iHeartCountry, right. you know, on and on. Um, so the decision was made um, by the very brilliant people at the top of our organization to sort of lean into that and rebrand as, you know, we are iHeartMedia. We operate, you know, not just the iHeartRadio app and all these independent, you know, uh, you know great stations uh, across the country. But, you know, we've taken this huge de deep dive into the podcasting space and through partnerships and acquisitions and content partnerships, you know, you've watched that just explode, uh, which... For me, you know, I'm a huge fan of the medium, have been really, you know, as like an early adapter, um, love content in all different genres. Um, you know, for me, it's helped me to rediscover a love for books, mm -hmm. history, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, like I, you know, found his voice and sort of became obsessed with his podcast. And now I've read every book he's written, you know, wow. same thing with Adam Grant and, you know, even uh, the author Robert Carroll was on a podcast that I listened to. And, you know, I ended up, I invested a ton of time in finishing The Power Broker, which is all about Robert Moses and, you know, the, uh, the sort of, you know, inner workings of building the state parks and, you know, uh, the Bridge and Tunnel Authority and all the inner workings of New York. And then I ended up down a rabbit hole in this four book series on LBJ, which... <laughs> You know, it was is that LeBron very, James? Because I know we're from Cleveland. Uh, is, is that LeBron Lady James? Or? It was oh, uh, okay. <laughs> just just to clarify for the audience. <laughs> Believe me, I read a book on on the other LBJ too. But uh, but yeah, no, it's you know it's one of those things where 
you know, what excites me the most about, you know, being with the company that I am is I see, you know, it's not just, you, you think about the personalities that gravitate toward, you know, our organization and it's, you know, Will Ferrell. It's, again, Malcolm Gladwell, who I couldn't be a bigger fan of, you know, his company, you know, works in partnership with us where we're sort of the sales vehicle for, you know, for their content. And, you know, it's on and on and on. I mean, every week I feel like there's a new announcement. Hey, we just signed on the NBA. We just wow. signed to be with the NFL. You know, so that's very exciting stuff. And then you think about, you know, brands that, you know, like we now have a partnership where we work with Amazon. So if you want to advertise via Amazon's video platforms, you know, we can be the local connection to that. So that's the stuff that, that really excites me. And there's some very, some people that well above my pay grade that are a lot smarter and savvier than I am in business that are making those decisions and putting that stuff together that, you know, help to, you know, for me, I'd think about it, like, look at the runway. And to me, you know, the runway for an opportunity to be with this company and grow with this company, it's it's sort of endless. It's amazing because it's not just, so it's not just radio ads. I mean, that's what I really want a lot of people to hear is it's not, you're not just selling radio ad space. I mean, it's a much, much bigger platform at this point. And again, the very host that holds all of the podcasts that our business actually, we power, we're up to six now, maybe a seventh very soon. Um, they're all on that same platform, which is Spreaker. Uh, you know, I think I can say that. Yeah. Uh, we utilize Spreaker. It's an iHeart company. Uh, there's an ad vehicle within that. that and, and, and one of the cool things is um, if you want to drop ads in, they're the ads that come from iHeart. They're fed into your podcast. And uh, those are relationships that iHeart's building, not whoever your podcast is. So, Anyone listening, plug for Spreaker for sure. It's a fantastic podcasting platform, and it's it's powered by iHeart. But the other thing I want to mention really quick, and I promise we'll we'll uh, we'll move on to just your story. Um, but with uh, iHeart, I know when you and I have worked together in a few different uh, lives. <laughs> me, you've stayed the same. I've I've kind of jumped on a lot. But uh, in both places, um, you you guys really worked. And what I what I appreciate is you came in. And it was more like consulting. It wasn't a sales pitch. It was okay. What are you What are you trying to achieve? You went back to the lab. You came back with some options. And I think that's what I want people to hear is um, if you're a small business, big business, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're, I would say in Columbus. You need to contact Jeremy because there, there's great opportunities um, that he has, and he's got a lot in his tool belt. And I think that's the beauty of iHeart as well. It's not just one thing. And I don't want to speak for you, but I know that was my experience with you personally was you were able to come back with some a variety of options because the budgets were what they were. Is that fair to say? Oh, 100%. And, you know, that, again, it's – I think about the evolution from when I started to now, you know, it used to be, Hey, we have these seven radio stations and you know, if you want to advertise, even if you're a single location, you know, it's, you're going to reach everybody, but Hey, it's, it, you know, the great thing about it is you're casting a huge net. You know, the drawback to that can be your one location operator. Let's say you've got, you know, a scaled back budget that's sort of in line with the single location, which I've run into many times in my career, you know, challenges, you know, how do you, you know, how do you get, make that investment work, not have sort of spillover if it's not somewhere, hey, we're reaching people all the way in Marion and, you know, beyond to make sure that that investment is is as effective as it can be. Well, you know, fast forward to now and it's zip code targeting with audio. It's zip code targeting with location-based digital, zip code targeting with OTT video. Like, they're, the solutions are such that we really can, you know, build even multiple tactics that are, really nimble and super effective and and it makes the challenge to that is is you constantly have to study and you know really kind of sink your teeth in to the new materials and the evolutions because things are changing by the minute always for the better um but the upside is you can really the potential to help somebody and build a campaign that can you know because the ultimate goal is this you grow their business you know you Take somebody's investment. I, I want to make sure that it's as effective as possible. As that business grows and prospers, our relationship grows and prospers, which is good for everybody involved. And I think what, what we found, and I don't know if, I, and I'm not going to do it justice, but uh, we had limited budget. And you, you know, this is in previous life uh, with the organization I was with. We had very limited budget. We met with you. You left. You came back. You said, all right, here's what I, here's, here's an idea. Uh, we did something where, uh, 
it was an auction, and it, I don't know if that's still available, so I don't want to speak out of school. Every quarter. <laughs> okay, there you go. So it was an auction, and we had a product that we were able to sell, which was something that for us was, um, you know, a part of our portfolio and, and something we needed to do. Uh, you were able to create this package where um, what we were trying to, uh, a target we were trying to reach, um, you were able to auction. And then because of the auction, you all achieved what you needed to achieve. We got uh, we got to do radio interviews on multiple stations, the car wash, as they call it in the business, I guess. Am I saying that right? Absolutely. <laughs> we got to do the car wash through multiple stations. Um, we got exposure, we got a lot of different things and our budget wasn't like blown on one little thing. So anyway, I know that's very vague, but uh, I'll let, that's why contact Jeremy. <laughs> like if you're hearing this and you're, you know, uh, you've got something coming up, uh, he's your guy. Uh, and so, and that's just, uh, that's the best I can do to, um, give a, um, uh, testimonial uh, from not one place but two places that now I've now been where I contacted you and we were able to put a package together on a very shoestring budget. So that that recommendation means a lot. I, I really appreciate. It. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so that's iHeart. So let's talk about you, man. Uh, you and I met, and uh, you're a Cleveland guy, or at least yes. from Northeast Ohio. I'll right? claim Cleveland. Yeah, Canton, Canton area, Fringe Canton. Yeah. Well, I mean, ever since that guy from the kid from Akron, you know, he claims Cleveland. So I think I think they kind of morphed ever since uh, that guy that's on the wall behind me. Um, Anything, uh, you know, like west of Youngstown and uh, east of Toledo kind of falls into that. You know, <laughs> It's not all 216, uh, which is my heartbeat, but but we'll, we'll claim it's Cleveland anyway. Hey everyone, my name is Cami Pranel and I'm the Executive Director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us, too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. I, I'm so thankful you came on today because I want to I tell your story, but I really wanted to cover the iHeart thing first. But, uh, you know, you're, you're an amazing guy, and uh, I, I have, again, I, I just have so much ad for, admiration for you and, and uh, Krista. So anyway, tell your story, brother. Well. I will say, you know, talking about sort of that area I'm from kind of leads into it. You know, I mean, you think about it, like, again, we've been here in Columbus since 2007. Uh, prior to that, pretty nomadic, you know, even into, you know, early married life. But, you know, I grew up originally from Dade City, Florida, not to be confused with Dade County. It's a very rural, you know, small town. If you've ever heard of St. Leo College, now St. Leo University, that's like the big thing there. Uh, but spent about three years there. My folks moved up to the Canton area. Shortly after that, dad moved back to Florida. Mom and I kind of moved around um, through the Canton area. And, you know, for me, I think I, I tallied it up one time. I started to lose track. I think I attended from, say, kindergarten. Like, you know, kindergarten for me, I was like, you know, I learned this reading my LBJ books. You know, I was a Head Start kid, you know. Uh, program, you know, uh, that we can thank LBJ for, but, you know, from say, say that kindergarten window through high school, I think I attended 11 different schools. Uh, you know, some of that's, Hey, you, you, you moved up from elementary to middle, middle to high school, but you know, I, I, there was a lot of movement, you know, very nomadic, you know, at that time. And for a lot of years, it was just me and my mom, um, you know, and, it sporadically might, you know, hey, go spend a week with your dad, that sort of thing. You know, fly down, end up getting potentially, you know, left at a NASCAR race or <laughs> yeah, be there for the pregame to understand that. But, you know, it, I did a lot, you know, I, I mentioned this to you when we were talking before before we kicked things off. You know, we did a lot of I did a lot of reflecting. Got a chance to probably spend more time with the family on my on my dad's side and with my dad than I have in a long time. And just kind of, you know, 
my wife and I talked through it. You know, my wife comes from a place, you know, Krista's parents were like, you know, the, like that, you know, sort of typical, you know, Catholic family, church every Sunday, you know, kind of like the family you'd see in a, you know, a TGI Friday, or TGIF, uh, you know, Friday sitcom, you know, and just good quality people, you know, um, we just lost her dad in January. He's one of the greatest men I've ever known, you know, someone that I try to model my life as a father and a husband after. And, you know, I think about her coming into the, you know, us coming into this relationship and meeting together. And, uh, and I remember, I, you know, I didn't talk a lot about who I was. You know, I think there was a piece of that where, you know, like she hadn't met my family. She didn't understand, you know, come from this very stable upbringing with, you know, parents that are always together, love each other, come to all your games, coach your sports. And, you know, for her, she couldn't fathom the fact that I'm, I'm at that point I wasn't on a speaking terms with my mother and stepfather and, and she, she just couldn't process it. You know, she was, uh, she was indoctrinated into our world pretty quickly. I ended up, I said, okay, you want to meet everybody? My, my younger brother's graduating. We'll go to his graduation party. I'll spare you the details. It ended with my wife in tears. Oh, no. My mother trying to block the car to like get out of the parking lot. And, and she was like, I, I completely get it now. <laughs> like, like I thought, you know, you were unreasonable. Like, no, this is normal. Run as far from that as you can. You know, but, you know, I think about, you know, in all that, you know, circumstances, I mean, my mother, I, you know, I have gratitude for the fact that I know, you know, listen, there are, you know, a lot of people can give up and just say, you know, hand the kid off and you end up in the, in the foster system, you know, you right. end up in a situation, you know, I, at the end of the day, I've got all my limbs, like outside of any repressed memories, there's nothing I can remember that's that terrible, you know, I remember sitting in, I, I, sat in a session with a therapist one time. I said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm telling her a little bit about this and that. She's like, that's pretty rough stuff. I said, Hey, there's kids that are born in, you know, third world countries that from day one are struggling to get a meal and don't have the basic, you know, um, comforts a lot, you know, that I've experienced in my life. She's like, that is not a good way to look at things. Like, well, you know. well, it's not bad though. But, I, uh, well, that's, that's how, you know, I think about, I say all that and I talk about, you know, there are times where, through those, you know, 11 different schools I went to, it was probably 20 different living situations, you know, lots of different dads and boyfriends and, you know, lots of things that kids, you know, shouldn't be exposed to from a, whether it's substance abuse, domestic violence, you name it. Um, luckily, I had some grandparents that were sort of a, a rock, you know, kind of those pseudo stable, you know, kind of stepped in when they needed to and. You know, but you do a lot of, you know, as a young kid, a lot of moving, a lot of crowd surfing, a lot of, you know, living with this relative, that relative. And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, getting to the point where now on my second high school, I've gotten to a point where I've got a, a stepfather who, I mean, we can't even stand to be in the same room. Don't have a lot of respect for the guy. It's sort of a, you know, situation where I think it was 17 it was a junior in high school, and it was, hey, you know, things are going to be this way, or you can get out. And I said, that's all you had to say. Wow. <laughs> Loaded up. I had a little pickup truck, Ford Ranger, maybe the best vehicle I've ever owned. Uh, <laughs> piled it down and hit the road. And from a lot of different couches until I kind of found myself into, a, you know, a place where I got up on my, on my feet, you know, finished high school up, ended up a couple jobs lucked into, uh, you know, at what was to be a summer job before I had left, uh, had enlisted for the Army National Guard, was going to, you know, hey, that was my pathway to school, you know, a lot of other things transpired that didn't work out, found myself working for uh, for a company that I spent the next six years with and built my career in, in that industry, left to go work for a startup there, and, and that's what led me to where I am here, but again, kind of threw a lot of actually at fire hose. I wanted to give all of that to one. It's not a story I tell very often. And, you know, aside from my wife and some people that, you know, kind of grew up, you know, like childhood friends, a lot of people don't know that. It's not for me. A lot of times all that information is not a pride point for me. It's sort of been a thing that I've kind of kept tucked away and I don't talk about solely because, you know, there's, there's always been some shame to it, you know, and the fact that, 
you don't want to be the kid that, you know, like I think now the irony of it is I think about my kids, my kids, my youngest daughter would rather go to the thrift store and buy vintage clothing. And like, you know, I think a lot of kids are this way than right. go to the mall and get a couple new outfits. You know, her and I battle on them all the time. I'm like, listen, you know, dad's saying I'll go treat you. Let's go do something. No, I just want to go down to, you know, for me as a kid, like that was a way of life. Like you, <laughs> you know, that, that was it. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to school shop down at, you know, there wasn't a lot of vintage clothing. It was just old stuff. <laughs> right. So, but. Man, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm not often speechless on on this podcast and and it's not an act like dude i had no idea i mean i i literally had no idea and so two things i want to tell you one man thank you because like like you just said you don't share that and and you would come on this platform and share that uh that means uh the world to me and i already told you guys my admiration for you um now i have even more um and i think that's that leads me to point number two is like i would never know that like I, I would never know that knowing you and Chris, like again, you, I think that's the point. Like we don't ever know someone, you know, like we, we see people and I'm telling you, you are, you are, um, you know, from our interaction, you're always professional, uh, looking the part, man. You look like Clark Kent, like, you know, always making me look bad when you come in the place. I'm always feeling bad about myself because I'm like, man, this guy is looks like a million bucks. He's got the world on a string. Um, you know, he's got a successful career in a very tough. Again, we're we're going back now, and again, this is unscripted. We have not talked about. I I, I am as shocked as anything. And if anybody, I don't know if this will go on YouTube. It depends on how low it goes. But if if it does, like, go back and look at my face while you were talking because I'm telling, you, man, I'm shocked as anything. Like. Uh, it's amazing to me that, um, you know, again, we just never know what people are going through or what people have been through when we meet them. Cause if I was to guess, I would say you had a great upbringing, you know, uh, solid foundation, uh, dude, I, I would have had no idea, uh, because of who you are today. And that's ultimately what I want to get to is who you are today is not who you were. And, uh, and that's a credit to you. Uh, that's huge, dude. It, it's so big that you're not who you, uh, you're not your, your, your past, you're who you are today. And that's a credit to hard work on your part. And there's a lot, I'm sure we're leaving out. There's, we just kind of did the end of the chapters <laughs> of your story. I think you just kind of skipped to the end and gave us the little cliff notes, but man, uh, Man, I'm I, I I don't know. I, I know I'm all over the place right now, but welcome to Unscripted. I just I, I'm very shocked that uh, that story is who you are because it's not who you are that I know. Uh, the guy that I know is is uh, a great dad and a great husband and uh, dedicated to both of those two things and uh, successful in his career. And that's that's those two don't those two don't jive. And that's why I guess I'm so shocked uh, because not often. Would someone be able to create what you've been able to create today with uh, what you were exposed to younger? Well, I'll tell you this. I'm lucky. I've lucked out a lot of ways in life, you know, and I, I think that, you know, luck is a big thing. You know, there's a lot of advantages that I've had in the sense that, you know, like I mentioned, I had grandparents that were sort of like that backstop for me. Uh, right. Young, professionally, I had some great mentors. You know, I, yeah. I think all the time... You know, there was a guy I worked for, Santino DiBerardino, still a guy up in Cleveland. You know, he he ended up giving me a chance with a job I probably wasn't qualified at all for that I knew I could, you know, that I didn't think I could do. And uh, and not only gave me that shot, but was like a tough, you know, he was like a coach, like a drill sergeant. You know, it wasn't, you didn't mess up. There wasn't a chance. The leash was very short and he worked the heck out of me. I mean, I was working six, seven day, you know, weeks. At the end of the day, I was making more money than I'd ever imagined was possible at a young age. So there was sort of that, you know, carrot to keep going. But I think about how grateful I am. And believe me, I was miserable at times working for him because he, you know, I'd get a call on right. Saturday morning, a little rusty, and it'd be like, you know, there was, you didn't want to take that call. But yeah. that, he took me under his wing. And, and to talk about this guy, I'll tell you, I mean, I still stay in touch with him. I'm very grateful for him. But 
you know, I remember Chris and I had, you know, we met young, got, you know, we were, you know. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. Engaged by 21, you know, like, moved in together, and I went on to buy a new city. Just got a nice new apartment. You know, nicest place we'd ever lived, right? Um, go out to buy a new set of furniture, and I remember going to the furniture store, and I'm, you know, 20, 21 years old. Uh, I didn't have bad credit. I just didn't have any credit. You know, I remember right. I'm at, like, a, I think it was, uh, what perceived Macy's, like a Lazarus, and uh, I, I wanted to buy this little leather furniture set, and we're going to do take advantage of their 12 months financing. And the guy, well, we can only qualify for, you know, the 800 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it was. And I remember calling saying, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. He gets in his car, drives down, walks over to the counter, throws his ID down. He goes, see what you can get from, you know, see what I'm good for. And the guy, wow. oh, well, you've been approved for $25,000. He's like, all right, Jay, here's the deal. You're going to make the 12 payments to me. You miss one, I'm coming after you. <laughs> you know? That's right. But that's, you know, that was... That was a great mentor and a life-changing experience and, you know, working for him. Um, and then, you know, through, throughout my professional career, I can, you know, name all the way to my current, you know, the, the people that I work for currently that have helped to shape and mold and have taken you know, more than anything a vested interest in my growth. And, and that's the greatest gift in the world. I mean, I try to give that back throughout my, you know, anytime that I can, whether it's a little tidbit of advice or just some help or some guidance, um, but I think, too, and, and the reason I kind of went into that whole sort of readers, you know, like that Cliff's Notes version of, you know, of my life is, you know, I look at that experience and think of it as, you know, I try to think of it to me as a gift. You know, it's right. how do I want to be perceived as a person? How do I want to my kids to perceive me as a father? Um, you know, I, the thing that and again, my dad and I have gotten over the years later in life have become really close, you know, and he's, mm -hmm. he's kind of gone out of his way to help, you know, he's a guy that, um, doesn't have much to give and he'd give you everything he's got, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you know, I think about, I'm, I was a kid that played every sport I could get my hands on, you know, from being very young to, to, you know, finishing high school. And, you know, I, my dad, I never got, you know, never saw me play down football. You know, I remember thinking right. about that and, the end result, I never put, like, it wasn't a conscious decision, but my oldest daughter, I missed her first lacrosse game in 13 years because we were on vacation and they were playing Louisville. <laughs> you know, got to wow. watch it on TV, but the first one I didn't get to see in person in 13 years. And, and I remember we were at a sticky point because her very first game that she was going to suit up was out in um, Marquette. And I remember, you know, Krista's like, you're not driving eight hours to Marquette, driving back yeah. in the same day, you know. And uh, happened to just be like right before Valentine's Day. So I come home, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I've never missed one since, you know, first grade, you know, blah, blah, blah. She comes home from work. She's like, I hope you didn't make any plans this weekend. Slaps a plane ticket down and says, you're going to Marquette. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But, uh, but, you know, I think about all of those things that I remember, you know, because some of that stuff does impact you. You know, you think right. about. I remember my, you know, like not having friends at the house, depending on, you know, where we were, because either one, the house, or two, you know, the situation that you're in where you know, your parents are saying, off, you know, insulting things to your friends or just, you know, embarrassing, you know, like when I say embarrassing things, like unbelievably, you know, next level inappropriate. I mean, I had a stepfather at one point where he had a little, you know, small home improvement company. Used to hire my buddies in the summer and then stiff them on their paycheck. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my goodness. So well, you know, you think about that stuff, and that's again for me, it, it has been the, the the mere you know the opposite or that one eighty model of you know how I try to live life, and and I do think of that as something that is sort of a gift in a sense to have the you know that you know you can take a lot of things in life for granted, you know, and when you know what the other side of the coin looks like, I think it's easier to lean into who you want to be, if that makes sense. 
And don't get me wrong, does. I make plenty of mistakes. I piss my wife off all the time. <laughs> you, know, you know, but here's the thing. There's two things that, that uh, uh, as you were talking again, I, I thought of. And one of them, my mom used to always say, um, God sends his angels. And, I, you know, when I was growing up, I'm like, whatever. I don't know what that means. But clearly God has sent his angels in your life. Uh, again, people that have shepherded and mentored you. Uh, maybe when you didn't even realize it, but now you do, as you were talking. And then, you know, the other thing that I was thinking is the fact that um, it's incredible to me. We're sports fans, and and there's you know there's a there's a saying that say you always play to the bat, to the level of your baseball card. You know, so you know, like if a guy's hitting three fifty, if his baseball card says he's a career two sixty nine, there's like a a month where he's going to hit a hundred. You know what I mean? So it, your your watermark, uh, you eventually kind of play And I know this probably doesn't make sense at the moment. But I think as parents and as people, um, we tend to play to the level of our baseball card that was what we were growing up. You know what I mean? Um, we become our parents. We become our uh, upbringing. The things that we were um, – and as a dad, you know this. Like we, we uh, mold and shape in that clay – who our kids are. My kids are all Carolina fans, and they're they're so excited for this weekend, by the way, Final Four. Uh, hey, we're rooting for it. I got, I got that penciled in my bracket. I was thinking of you when I made that pick. <laughs> I had to get that in there. I'm sorry. Anyway, but no, no, my kids wear Carolina gear because I love Carolina, you know, and, and I don't know if they ever had a choice, but, you know, for a lot of people in Columbus, like like you, you know, Columbus, it's Ohio State, right? It's, I mean, we, it's the Browns. You know, it's just house. a sports team. <laughs> It's a non-negotiable. Like we, we, and 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 they take that with them, and they're going to be Carolina fans the rest of their life, most likely. Or, um, you know, they're going to gravitate towards um, a certain vacation spot because that's where the family always went. Or uh, on a sunny day, they're going to go for bike rides because that's what the family always. I mean, you know, my wife and I do this all the time. You know, she was raised a certain way, I was raised a certain way, and you, you try. My point in all of that context is, um, man, you have, again, people should probably go back and listen to your story, what you were telling, because you have kind of torn up your baseball card and said, I'm not going to be a 260 hitter. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a 300 hitter or a 350 hitter. Um, you've, you've redefined your baseball card. Um, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I, I don't know if that even makes sense. But um, what I'm most impressed by is, again, in the things that you said, is um, I know what I know of you and your bride uh, is that you're raising great daughters. And um, you just said it, man. You haven't missed a game. Like, that's not playing to the level of your baseball card. <laughs> is I think my point. You're You're not – uh, gravitating back to the way that you were raised and the life you knew, you've shattered that, and you're you're creating a new baseball card um, that your daughters will now um, gravitate towards. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes I, sense. You know, I, it does. I'm following, and, and that's what I hope. You know, I think, you know, my goal, and I, you know, my wife and I talk about it. Like I said, her situation, first and foremost, more credit than anybody in my life. I talked about Santino. My wife is someone who I, I think, you know, I'm the luckiest person on the planet. You know, we met Same. at a time where I don't think either of us were looking to, you know, find the love of our life. And it just happened to, you know, we met, sparks flew. Uh, off the podcast some other time, I'll tell you the story about, about how we met. And Can't wait. Yeah, how Can't how wait. pleasant she was to me when I asked her for directions. But, uh, but love it. The, it probably has something to do with the struggle bus, right? It's uh, probably along it was, the same lines. Right? It was classic, Krista. Uh, but <laughs> but she has been the rock in my life, and you know awesome. the person that you know. It was funny because we were so young, and I wasn't quite ready to grow up yet. You know, and Krista was like zero to mom, and you know it was kind of like the person that helped. I I can honestly say I know this is probably like a greeting card, you know, cliche type saying, but. She makes me the best version of myself. And yeah. sometimes I go, it drags me to it kicking and streaming. But, you know, right. but right. that, that I can, I can a hundred percent say. And, um, but, but what I'll, you know, for us, you know, we talk about, cause it is, 
sort of to me as ideal as her situation was. You know, her her dad was a steel worker. You know, the steel industry sort of went away. You know, they went through some things that, um, you know, economic crunch. You know, especially at a formidable. You know, just a year before, two years before, she's getting ready to you know leave for college and plans changed and uh, instead of leaving, it was staying and going to school and you know. But we we talk about the goal being you know getting our kids to a point where you know they have a lot of you know you can't eliminate every disadvantage you can't create every advantage but you want to level it up to where they have you know they, their hurdles are less the ceiling is higher and right. you know we feel like in a lot of cases you know we get to that you know when we see the fact that you know they have opportunities we wouldn't have had um you know it's like okay that's a win you know like all right, let's, it's never, the journey's never done, right? It's like, you know, we tell yeah. our oldest all the time, like, hey, you're on your own, don't, don't, don't mess up. There's some mistakes. Yeah. We can't, you know, you will lower that ceiling. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but I, I'll, and I'll, I'll co-sign that um, I think we might have stood in the worst, I don't know, your uh, lacrosse is, tends to be in terrible weather, but you and I and Krista might have stood in the worst weather that ever was, at the Davidson game. That was, <laughs> was that the worst? worst? Yes. It was pretty so. so that's just a co-sign that you have been at every game, it, no matter rain or shine, um, It because it was a lot of rain and it was miserable. Oh. I'm still thawing out from uh, that. That was one of the coldest sideways rain. You know, like our umbrellas were doing no good. But uh, we were, they just played Butler Friday, and I'm still thawing out for us. It was like 30 degrees. These poor kids are out there, you know. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's one of the, you know, for me, it's, you know, such a big motivation to, to just help them get on the right path and, and yeah. you know, be in a situation where, like, you know, again, it's funny for a dad to be embarrassing telling a dad joke or because dad's right. got his, you know, his uh, dad ones on or, you know, whatever. But <laughs> the, the, the things I think about when, you know, when I was a kid that embarrassed me, like I just never wanted my kids to be at that level, you know, like yeah. never be something where they didn't want to have their, like be ashamed to have their friends come over or be afraid of what, you know, what explosive situation might happen. The other thing, the part, the other goal of, wanting to tell you that, you know, kind of give you a glimpse into that story is I think about from, it had to be 15 on and keep in mind, there was some reason for this too. I was a knucklehead kid. You know, when you're raised with these wide parameters where you don't have to come home, where you can, right. you know, mom and dad are doing worse than you are, you know, potentially, um, you know, I, I mean, listen, not that I'm saying this is a pride point. I ended up in the back as a teenager. I ended up in the back of a couple of cop cars. I, you know, yeah. I spent at 17 New Year's Eve handcuffed to a bench in a police station. Nothing nefarious. I just happened to get pulled over with <laughs> lots of beer in the back of my car and no right. explanation right. how I got there. Right. But I can remember, and if there's, if there, I say this because if there are kids listening to the podcast, one, don't load your trunk up with a bunch of beer. It's a bad idea. But, Stay away from New Year's Eve and the police station. <laughs> but throughout high school, I had teachers, counselors, you know, people that are supposed to guide you to help you make the best choices. And maybe they thought they were helping you make the best choices, but it was college isn't for you. Maybe trade school. Go talk to the recruiter. Not that these are bad decisions to make, but I felt like to me as a young person, a lot of people telling me your options are very limited. Like... Mm. You, you know, it was, I can remember asking specifically sitting in my high school counselor's office, like, Hey, I, I'm applying to Ohio state. I need this, this, and this. He's like, I don't know why you're bothering me. You know, like, wow. mind you, Ohio state did accept me. It was, you know, delayed enrollment based on my two six GPA. But, uh, back, back in the late nineties, Ohio state was saying yes to anyone with a pulse. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Not right. like it is today. Checkbook, right? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where I think back, like, my message on all that is, no matter what you face, no matter what your adversity is, no matter what you have to overcome, don't let anyone else define who you can be, what you can do. Um, you know, there's so many different examples of people out there. You know, think about, you know, Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, you know, that's a guy that didn't graduate high school, built one of the, you know, one of the largest fast food chains in the world. Um, right. I know that's an extreme example, but I just say, who had, you know, 
shame on someone, shame on an adult telling any teenager who's still developing who they are and their personality, their motivations, their drives, their interests, what, you know, what they can't do, you know, hey, here are the things you can do, but, you know, I just, that's one of those things for me where I think back about, like, you start to believe it. When you're young, you believe, like, you know, I almost, you know, I I joke about this sometimes too, Um, you know, I almost joined... Uh, the IBEW out of high school because I was like, well, this is, you know, not, again, I have a lot of friends that are electricians. My father was an electrician. Um, but it, I can think now about how much I like doing electrical work because I do some of it around my house. And I think every time I install a fixture or change an outlet or thank God I don't do this for a living because I hate it. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's just not for me. But yeah. again, it, it's, I, I just, you know, if there's even one person that, that, you know, here's it that has had that sort of been in that situation where someone has told them, you know, their ceiling is, is lower than it should be. Um, I can, I call BS, you know, it's your story's yet to be written. I didn't figure out what I, you know, who I was or what I was going to do until I was about 19 years old. You know, I see my kids, I got an 18 year old kid who, you know, she's going to school. She's, you know, studying political science. She doesn't know if she wants to be in government or law or, you know, she might want to go run somebody's social media channels. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, but, uh, but for me, I'm so grateful that she's in the sport that she's in because she's got a coach who is a tough, you know, accountable, you know, holds, you know, holds the kids accountable. And I remember that messaging when we were there on a recruiting visit. We went to like half a dozen different visits where like, I, I remember walking out. It was her choice, but when she said, that's where I want to go, I was like, you will come out of this four years from now being an adult, having responsibility right. like that. Right. I thought back to my experience working for a guy that was, hey, there's no no showing up. There's no being late. There's no not hitting a number or, you know, getting a job. Yeah. Again, there's so much wisdom in everything you just said. And I was fortunate in that I had parents that – um were supportive, but um, I didn't care. You know, like I didn't care. So, and I'm not allowed to say it, I guess, anymore on the podcast. But uh, as many have heard, I got a 13 on my ACT. That's on me. I didn't care. I just didn't care. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care about school. I didn't care about. Um, I, you know, I just didn't see a bigger picture. It wasn't because I had a situation at home that wasn't, you know, that. Um, you know, your story is a little different in that you didn't have that support system, but you did have people that would come along and do that. And yet you were still able to get into Ohio state, make a nice career for yourself. And so, you know, we learn either way we, we learn, um, you know, we find our way (laughs) somehow, I think is the point. And, and I love what you said because I think even as adults, uh, within the last 18 months, I finally got the message that you can't let someone else determine your worth, right? I mean, we, if you do, you're going to spend your whole life um, thinking your value and your worth is what someone else determines it is. And if, if that's how you spend your whole life, there's a lot of people that will go to their grave that, that had someone else define their worth their whole life. And, you know, if they're happy, cool. I think the message that you said and what I'm saying is don't do that. Like, you know who you are at your core. You knew who you were even as a teenager. You knew your value. You didn't let somebody else determine your value, whether it was your upbringing or any of those other things. You determined your value and look at where you are today, right? I mean, I think that's so powerful what you said is you just can't let someone else determine your worth. Um you'll be much happier when you decide what you are worth and anyone listening to this, you are worth something. You have value, figure out what that is and spend the rest of your life doing it because it'll make you, it'll make all the difference in the world. Well, I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you a perfect example. You know, I, I left the first company I worked for, I was with them for six years, got recruited to go to a startup that, and this is, this is back in my previous professional life in the health club industry. Went to work for a startup, high, you know, high energy, high pace, good income, red line. I mean, we ran hard, six years straight, at like maximum bandwidth. And I got to a point where my kids were getting older and my wife wanted to get back into the workforce. And I was working, you know, I was on the road 
Friday to Saturday, I mean, Monday to Saturday, and even on Sundays, busy on the computer, busy on phone calls, and I think back, I felt like, hey, you know, here's who I am, this is all I know, I'm making this, you know, I can't replace this income, like, I, I felt, you know, like I was in a corner, I was trapped, and it was a situation where, for a lot of, for probably a year and a half longer than I should have been there, and I've really unhealthy, not happy, sort of out of commitment and obligation going to this job and, and scared to leave. And I left. Fast forward, I find myself in the health club industry. Guess what? Replace that income. I found yeah. a job that I actually like doing. Nine years later, I'm still doing it. I love it as much or more. And the income has continued to grow. You know, and, yeah. and I think back to that, you know, that version of myself nine years ago and I'm like you know I wish I could go visit and you know I wish I could peel back even further but say hey you know you, what you think you know you think you're in this like unique situation right. not at all you know like it's it, it which again I've talked to other friends that ever you know whether it's mortgage industry other industries where it's like I can't leave what I'm doing that's all I know <laughs> the skills right. to be you know a hardworking person with good integrity who, you know, like sales is, sales is people skills. It's not, right. you can learn a product, but right. it's, can you talk to people? Can you help, you know, can you communicate with people on a level that they want to understand what you're, you're, you're talking about and they trust them like enough to open their ear to you, right? Um, it's not, it's by Santa, to go back to Santino, I remember, you know, I worked for him at Valley Total Fitness, if you remember that relic of a brand. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I remember all the time he used to say, this is the people business, you know, it's the people business sprinkled with fitness. You know, like that was, you know, <laughs> like I'm right now, I'm in the people business sprinkled with audience. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah. But it's so much more than that. And that's why I go back to, it's funny how it's almost like a Seinfeld episode. We're going to go full circle here because I go back to what we talked about at the very beginning. You and your wife are both very good in a very difficult um sale you know i i spent a lot of my life in sales and and that's a very very difficult job the, the both the markets that you two are in not the columbus market but uh you know audio and then bill like th those are two very very difficult things and yet you're both very successful and it's because you care about people you're great with people and that's why i enjoyed working with you in the previous uh positions that i was in so um man we've we've covered a ton of ground we covered a lot more ground than I, I even knew we were going to cover. And this has been awesome. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, one, if anybody's listening to this and they want to contact you with regard to, um, you know, just, just learning more about iHeart and the many solutions you guys have, because we've only talked about radio. There's digital, as you said, there's a website. I mean, you guys do a lot. It's a pretty huge portfolio of things that you all do full service digital agency on the back end of our company from creative to web design to crm you know um you name it we can we can help with it um i i, lo I love working with people if i can help anybody they can help, you know email is probably the easiest way to get me uh it's just my first and last name at iheartmedia.com um so you know that if, if you know, again you know, it's one of those scenarios and I, you know, where my goal on here wasn't to come, you know, talk about how great iHeart is. It is, by the way, <laughs> or, oh, you know, oh, but, but yeah. if there is anybody that, that, you know, I can help, I, I'm happy. And, and it's companies large and small. Again, I want to, I want to make sure. And again, cause I, that's the least I can do for you is, uh, is, is give that, that, you know, opportunity back is, uh, companies large and small. Again, if you've got a massive budget, by all means, call Jeremy. Yes, <laughs> he can help you spend it. If you're a company, a very small company that you know that, that's just trying to figure out how how can we, you know, grow our sales, grow our uh, grow our awareness, any of those things, contact Jeremy because, um, you know, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think you you can at least, if nothing else, hear him out and say. You know, we've got a solution for you and get creative when you Absolutely. have to in both the situations I was in I was not working for some massive company we had a very small budget and you were able to help us out both times um, by getting very creative and so uh, contact it's Jeremy Alexander at iHeart iHeartMedia.com iHeartMedia.com okay thank you Jeremy Alexander at my iHeartMedia.com um, 
Awesome. And then Krista, let's give Krista a plug. Is she, is she still with Lamar? Am she I is. allowed to say their name? She is. Yeah. And uh, and I have to, I, I'll be in trouble if I don't mention this. Uh, she is the top salesperson in the house. I just want the record to state. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> mom number one, dad's number two. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the same in my house. And I, 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 I want to echo something. I want to go back to something you said. Uh, and my, it drives my wife crazy, but anytime somebody gives us credit for our kids, I always say the same thing. I'm like, man, 99% of that is my bride. <laughs> Honestly, I'd have screwed them up 100%. big time. Uh, and so thankful for our brides. But uh, so how do they get a hold of Krista um, if, if they're interested? Her uh, email is uh, cmalexander at lamar.com. Lamar, L-A-M-A-R? Yep. Lamar.com. And that's... Uh, Primarily, it's it's the digital boards. It's Static it's really boards, all the boards, but boards. yeah, any anything. Anyway. If you see it on the side of the highway, there's an eight in ten chance that it's a Lamar board. <laughs> it's a Lamar board, and and Krista can get very creative as well. Yeah. Uh, very creative as well. So, um, you guys are the best. I, I've said it many times. I'm I'm so thankful um, that you know a previous business um, somehow we all, we're all introduced to one another. Um, Y'all are a blast to be with, and uh, I'm just thankful. And I, I'm honestly so thankful, again, that you came on here and shared something that you just said you don't share very often. That's, dude, I'm going I'm to spend the rest of the night thinking about that, that, uh, that you use this platform for that. Um, I can't, that means a ton to me. Oh, uh, Aaron, it, it's, yeah, I've, I'm not going to lie, I've been nervous to come on. You know, I know we talked about this some time ago. Um, you know, as much as I enjoy podcasts and I've worked you know, behind the scenes in this world. Um, you know, it was, it was sort of, you know, there was that, that little element of, you know, hesitation. Um, but this is a step for me to kind of shed some of that, that shame. I appreciate, you know, you were somebody I trust telling that story to. And, um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things for me where, again, it's, um, I think there's a, as my wife and I talk through stuff, as I've talked, you know, I just even today, I feel like a little bit of a weight lifted, you know, having an opportunity right. to, to share a little bit of that and not feel bad about it, you know. It's, it's so funny because I think 15 minutes before we got on here uh, and people can check the receipts on Twitter because <laughs> they're timestamped, uh, I shared something that the, the couple that I interviewed before this one uh, last week, uh, amazing couple and he he said he said the words you know god gets the glory when we share our story and and i just i just tweeted i didn't again i did not know what we were going to talk about today um i just shared that before we got on here and the, the point of that is when we share our story man it sets someone else free too not just you but someone else because somebody else heard that story uh again as you said maybe it's a high school Maybe it's somebody that hates their job. I don't know. You you shared a lot of really valuable information in sharing your story, and that's why I love this platform <laughs> is because it's not about me. It's about other people's story, and uh, what you shared tonight um, may help someone else to now go and share their story on some other platform or some other place or with you know people that, that uh, they need to. And so thank you, man. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being such a great friend. Thanks for – I still can't thank you enough for coming out and braving that, uh, that, that <laughs> rain and weather. When I, I there were a lot awesome. of there were a lot of relatives that wouldn't have stuck it out for that. Man. So it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I just enjoy being with with you both. Uh, you're a wonderful couple and you're great people, and I, I enjoy being with great people. So awesome. it was my my uh, my pleasure. We appreciate you. You're the man. And uh, <laughs> here I'm gonna I do this for you since we're at. <laughs> you can put it on. Well, I'm gonna show you why it sits on the shelf. Uh oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. So if you if you're listening to audio, he, he just rocked the uh, unscripted hat, and uh, oh, I need to get him some new merch. But uh, hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you. You uh, you go give your wife a big hug and and uh, tell the struggle bus is still the funniest line I've ever heard in my life, and she already knows that. But uh, we appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Connor. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.
There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.